0: Rebecca's gonna come now and read to us from Genesis chapter twenty two one to fourteen. Thanks, Rebecca.
1: Okay, Genesis chapter twenty-two, one to fourteen. Some time later God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he he himself carried the fire and the knife. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up there, in the thickest he saw a ram. Caught by its horns, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day, he said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided.
0: Verse 12. Now I know that you fear the Lord. My message this morning is titled The Fear of the Lord, and we will look at what it is not, what it is, and how to receive it. But first, let's continue to read this passage from Genesis um, chapter 22. So pick it it up again at verse
1: 15. The The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashores. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Bathsheba and Abraham stayed in Bathsheba.
0: What a powerful event this was. The fear of the Lord enabled Abraham to be obedient to God, even though God's request was hideously difficult. But because he did not, because he obeyed and did not withhold Isaac, then the Lord Then the Lord was able to release into Abraham the fullness of all he had promised him. I'm starting to hear the sound of a heart cry here at Life Point Church. A heart cry of God, I want more. I want more. I know there's more and I want more. It is difficult to let go of what we deeply love. Yet when we do give God what he asks, he returns to us far more than we could dream. The spiritual benefits of his blessings far outweigh our sacrifice. But we don't find that out until we've made the sacrifice. Is there anything that you are struggling to give over to God? Is there anything? because I pray that hearing the scripture read this morning will enable you to trust him and let go of that which is holding you back from coming into all that he has for you. Follow the cry of your heart that is building within you. Follow it and let it come forth. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your word, powerful, revealing, releasing. I pray that the words I speak this morning will settle in our hearts and bring revelation to us. And we would take this revelation and apply it and live in it. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is a very vital, important truth that we each grasp, to live, in the fear of the Lord. But before I actually start on the actual message, <clears throat> I want to acknowledge two men Dear Short, the principal, well, retired principal of Faith Bible College, and Derek um, Prince. Both these men's teaching on this topic has totally impacted my life. It's changed my life. I think I have said before, our second day in Bible college, Des taught on this topic. And I walked out of that classroom and I said, if I get nothing else from our year at this college, what I have received today has made it all worthwhile. So be open to what it might mean for you. In fact, not what it might, what it does mean for each one of us here this morning. Because when I received the fear, knowledge and understanding of the fear of the Lord, I realised that that was what my heart had been yearning for, what my heart was desiring, that I had not been able to recognise what it was until I heard the word. So let's start looking by looking at what the fear of the Lord is not. It's not natural fear. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. Starting at verse 8, just to put the scripture in context. Adam and Eve have just eaten the forbidden fruit. So starting at verse 8. that I commanded you not to eat from. And there we have the passage following on from that, which I don't want to get involved in today, but it's good to have a look at it, you know, because it's human nature. You go on and you see, well, Adam says, Eve made me do it. Eve said, the serpent made me do it. And the serpent says, well, it's your fault, God, because you gave them any- made them anyway. If you're doing something wrong, this has nothing to do with my message, but I'm feel to say it. If you're doing something wrong, don't blame somebody else. Don't pass the buck. Don't make someone else look bad to make yourself look good. Own up. Yeah, did it. Sorry. Shouldn't have. Please forgive me. If you are afraid of God, it is because you either don't know him or because you have something to hide. But there's no way you can hide from God because he knows all things. Nothing is hidden from him. He knew where Adam and Eve were. He knew what they were up to. He knew what they were doing. He needed to hear it from them. You can't hide from God. There is nowhere where God is not. You can't be intimate with someone that you fear. God's desire is to have an intimate relationship with each one of us. And please, just to clarify, when I talk about intimacy, I'm talking about the full meaning of the word, of knowing and being known. 2 Timothy 1.7, many of you know this. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and of self-discipline. Spiritual fear is demonic, and... Um, it's a demonic fear that enters into our spirits through the occult, through watching horror movies, playing demonic computer games, listening to the enemy's lies, you know. We've had sermons on that over the last month about what you're listening to, be careful, you know. Um, The enemy says, oh, you can't do that, what will people think of you? Well, you know what, I saw a brilliant post on Facebook this week, this is what it said. Our job is not to get everyone to like us. Jesus said we are salt, not sugar. Good to remember that, isn't it? If you have allowed a spirit of fear into your life, then come and get prayer and get it out of you. And if you are dabbling in the occult, then stop. Stop and get prayer because it is affecting your life, even if you are only doing it for fun. You know, some of the biggest deliverance sessions I've had are people who've played with the Ouija board just for fun. It was a bit of a laugh at a party, or we used to do it at lunchtime at school. People have said to me, it's not fun, it's dangerous. It's dangerous and it will affect you. And if you have been involved in any of these things, then you will have a spirit of fear in you because the enemy will come through any door that we open to him. So if the fear of the Lord isn't that, what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is a response to a revelation of God. It means to venerate him, to honour, to respect, to revere, to stand in awe of him. When we have the fear of the Lord, we will love what he loves and we will hate what he hates. So how do we know if we have the fear of the Lord already? What is important to him will be important to us. will be our priority. We will love righteousness and hate sin not the sinner, the sin. God loves sinners, but he hates what they do because he knows it is destroying them. When we have the fear of the Lord, we tremble at his word. We will obey him instantly, even when it doesn't make sense. We will obey him instantly, even when what he's asking us to do is going to hurt We will obey him instantly, even when we won't benefit from it. The Bible is full of scriptures that talk about the fear of the Lord and about the advantage believers who live in this have. Now, I suggest you write the addresses for these scriptures down because I have to plough through them pretty quickly. But I encourage you to go back over them, look at them deeply. And just allow the Spirit of God to speak into your heart truth from these scriptures. So the first one is Isaiah 33, verse 6. He will oh, I can't read that with my glasses on. <coughs> he will be the sure foundation of your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key of this treasure. Some translations say the fear of the Lord is the Lord's treasure. I think it doesn't matter which translation, you get the message. You get the message. It's God's treasure. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 3:7 Do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil If you are someone who is highly opinionated and I am definitely not making eye contact or accusing everybody I'm just putting it out there as a thought if you are opinionated you might like to have a second look at that scripture Do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord Job 28.28, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. The wisdom that Job is talking about is true wisdom. It's not intellectual. It's what's been revealed to us. It's what we know in our knowers. We will also have a revelation and understanding of evil. You know what? It scares me how many people play around the edge of evil. How many believers do this with no understanding of how it is affecting them, or if they do know, ignoring it. Some of the programs that I have heard believers say they watch on TV, I think, seriously, why are you filling your eye gate, your ear gate with that? If these were people in your lounge and not just people on your tv screen would you allow them to do that in your lounge that's kind of the benchmark isn't it for what you watch on tv if it wasn't a movie would i be okay with this these people doing whatever it is they're doing in my lounge and if the answer's no then you better hit that off switch, because once you've seen it, you can't unseen it. Psalm 25, 12 and 14. Who then is the man or woman that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant covenant, Known to them. Did you hear that? God confides in those who fear Him. Who do you confide in? Who do you confide in? Of course, it's your closest friends, it's people you trust. You don't go tell your big secrets to someone who you know is going to blab it all around. It's people you confide in are your closest friends. When you have a holy fear of the Lord, he will confide in you. He will see you as an intimate and close friend, one he trusts with his secrets. We could camp out with that thought in that scripture all day. Have you noticed that some believers seem to have a little something extra about them? It's the fear of the Lord. They have a depth and intimate knowledge of God and his ways. The fear of the Lord isn't only available to a chosen few. It's available to all who want it. So my question is, Do you want it? There is a very interesting scripture in Psalm 103, verse 7. He, that is God, made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. Are you happy to just settle for seeing what God will do after he has already done it? Or do you want to be like Moses and those who fear the Lord and have God reveal to you not only his deeds but what's behind his actions, his ways? Because God will confide that in people who fear him, who honour him, who revere him. Proverbs 14 verse 26 he who fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for his children it will be a refuge. Isn't that fabulous? He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for his children it will be a refuge. What are you trusting in? Is whatever you trust in a more secure fortress. Proverbs 22, 4. Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honour and life. Wow. This is ours, not because we earn it, but because we meet the condition. You know, I hope these scriptures are whetting your appetite to make you hungry to know more of the fear of the Lord. Just a couple of New Testament scriptures to confirm it's for our side of Calvary 2. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord brings peace and fruitfulness. The tangible presence of God is found in an atmosphere of respect and reverence and worship. Most, if not all, Sunday mornings during the worship practice, the tangible presence of the Lord is very powerful and it remains throughout the service. The word flows. People are touched, healed, set free. In other words, lives are changed when people who fear the Lord, come together corporately in his presence. It's powerful. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's not God who determines our level of intimacy with him. We draw near him and he responds. God is more passionate for relationship with us than we are for him. But we can't be double-minded. We can't be double-minded. We can't want all that God has got for us and want all of what we want too because it won't work. Fear of the Lord is putting aside what we want, and embracing all who God is and what he wants. So I guess it begs the question, why are we not more intimate with him? I believe true intimacy with God can only come from a foundation of the fear of the Lord, the place of reverence and respect of knowing and being known. Putting our faith and our trust in God. It's important that we stay balanced in our walk with the Lord. It concerns me how many messages are out there about what Jesus will do for us. And yes, we need to know that. We need to hear those messages. We need to know what is rightly ours in the Lord. But we also need to know the other side of it. First, come into the fullness of knowing him, the giver of the gifts. The giver of the gifts. God is holy. God is holy. Yes, he tells us to approach his throne of grace boldly, but that doesn't mean we just barge in, take what we want and race out again. Our whole Christian walk is about our relationship with the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus our Saviour and the Holy Spirit. God doesn't just want obedient slaves. He wants a people who love him, who cherish him, and who know and respect the deep things about him. This is living in the knowledge and understanding of the fear of the Lord. Don't settle for a shallow walk with the Lord. Go for the deepest, that you can get over the deepest. So how do we gain the fear of the Lord? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I know the answer. Turn to Proverbs chapter 2. Verse 1. My son, daughter, if you accept my words and store up my commands within, within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Let's just look slowly back over the conditions again. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, you turn your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud again for understanding and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden Treasure. That's deep searching. That's deep searching. That is deep searching. We have to search for it. We have to ask for it. We want to want. We want to want. Need to want it. Psalm 34, verse 11. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So it all comes back to the Lord. I will teach you the fear of the Lord.